0: Hi, I'm Caden Schulte, here with my brother, Cal, and you are listening to Eating Ws. Eat the W. That's a W. Let's eat one. That's e one. That's, That's a W. So today on Eating Ws, we are going to open with our last Rogers speculation hype wave, because in just four short days from the time you all will be listening to this when it is released on Friday, we will officially know if Rogers is going to be at minicamp or not. It will be all cold hard facts from there. No speculation. It will be great.
1: Yep. So uh, this we're recording Thursday the 22nd. This will be posted Friday, July 23rd. Veterans report to Green Bay on Tuesday, July 27th. And I hope to see my boy number 12 there. And also be wearing the jersey. It's crunch time, baby. And I'm so okay with whatever happens. (laughs) This has been a roller coaster of a what? Forty days since the draft. Since the draft. I mean, you. Yeah, it's been wild. It's been emotional and mentally
0: scarring again to go through this. See, you could, but, you gotta be like the Vikings. You can never have a quarterback controversy if you just never have an elite quarterback guess, on your I roster. I guess that's the trade-off.
1: <laughs> you want greatness, you're gonna have this huge controversy at some point, or you can go with mediocrity and never have to deal with that stress. Yep. I'll take the greatness any day of the week, though. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take a ring too. I'll but yeah, so the the newest thing is that apparently Rodgers. Turned down a contract offer from the Packers that had multiple, multiple years of guarantees tied to it, and he de- declined it, denied it, whatever. And it just was like, oh my God, that means that you know he's done playing football. And maybe it does. At this point, I know our team will be ready, whether it's Rodgers or Love. I'm ready. I understand if he decides, if Rodgers decides to not play. For whatever reason it is, I'm still not exactly sure because it's not about money. I'm okay with that, and I support him and hope that he's just happy. And if not, he chooses to come back and play, support him too. And whether it's Rodgers or Jordan Love, I'm ready to go into this season. We got a great team around us, I still think. You'll have 11 guys on the field. We're going to have 11 guys no matter what. And we are going to have fun this year. And that's what it's all about. Uh, I think that the the structure of the contract was poor. And I think that that's why it was declined. I thought that he, that was known. I thought it was known months ago that he had denied a contract extension. And I imagine it's just because the structure is poor. Uh, I follow a former NFL, Packers NFL executive, Andrew Brandt. Um, who is more now now like a Packers Twitter insider, just because he doesn't actually work for them, but he knows a lot of the inside workings of how things, you know, process. And that's what he thinks, is it was just a poorly structured contract. It wasn't really, didn't really waver how he feels one way or the other. He still says this, and I think he's probably right. Andrew Brandt says that Rodgers will play for the Packers in 2021, win a Super Bowl playoffs, whatever. In 2022, they trade him. And I think that's the issue, really. If I had to guess, that's the issue. Is that Rodgers doesn't want to be like, why would I play for you? Just to trade me next year. Which I understand. I I could see where that would be difficult. You've you've given everything to him. You know, he's given, what, 15, 16 years? And they're just like, hey, next
0: year, we're going to send you out of here. Like. I think if they try to trade him, he just says, I'm done then. Right. Because there's like, no point of that. And
1: that's, you know, there's one other person that did that. Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher wanted to play for the Bears, and the Bears had just kind of, you know, new coaching staff, new ownership, just kind of it's random, were mo- moving on, new, just you know, new front office, and he was offered a really low ball offer to come back, but wasn't guaranteed a roster spot, could have been traded, but he's like, I'll just retire, you know. He was healthy, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of, you know, like some guys retire and he can barely walk and stuff.
0: He's healthy and, and smart and the craziest part is he went and grew hair. Yeah, was, somehow the weirdest got thing hair ever after retiring. I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but he flipped it. Yeah, he's been saving his hair growing ability all throughout his NFL career, waiting for retirement, <laughs> so he could grow <laughs> it back out. Thought <laughs> he was okay with retirement. He was like, yeah. mm, I guess. I'm he's like, I've back been back waiting here. to grow this hair yeah. back out for a while. I just need to retire.
1: So if that happens, hey it's all good man i appreciate everything he's done for us and it's all up to him
0: as as a vikings fan on my side of this the last thing i'll say about it is i'm okay either way too because you know rogers is great of course but he's more towards the end of his career especially maybe even his last year depending on how uh the dice fall but you get rogers in his last year who's Of course, it was MVP last year, so I shouldn't say this, but possibly decaying. Who knows what he'll come out and do. Or we get to see what Love is. It was a huge controversy when they picked up Love last year in the first round. We'll get to see if he was worth moving up and picking and losing Rodgers over.
1: He was handpicked by Lafleur. Lafleur wanted to have Love to work with because, I mean, look, Lafleur. I'm sure, plans on being there 10, 20 years. And even if Rodgers played into his 40s, floor is going to need a quarterback yeah you don't know what you you know so i i understand the move the more i read about it and and understand the move and and how it it makes sense but and then i also understand the other side not to kind of be like a a switzerland neutral here but i I do understand both sides why why they did it the other side's grievances It, it makes sense and that's why whatever happens i'm okay with I just hope it ends amicably. Or, obviously, in a Super Bowl title. But I don't want to have the whole thing with like how it took years for Favre to come back and all that. Yeah. I Like I said, I'm totally okay with whatever decision Rodgers makes. If he plays, awesome. That's what I hope happens, want to happen, obviously. But comes back, plays, kick-ass, win a Super Bowl. We'll see what happens next year. And if he decides not to...
0: When you have a guy on your team for that long, you just want to kind of see him retire as your team. Mm-hmm. I, The way I'm looking at it, as a Vikings fan, it's a little bit of a risk because it could make you guys way better, whether that's Rodgers comes back and plays just as good as he did last year or Love turns out to be what LaFour thinks he can be and turns out to be an amazing quarterback. Or it can make you play worse, whether it's Rodgers playing bad or Love playing bad. But as just a pure NFL football fan, I'm just really excited to see what happens. There's been so much hype building around it now that I just can't wait to see what the outcome. Hey, we'll be is. there. How about that? Front row seats to it. Yep, see we're going be right there. We can get the feel of the town when it happens.
1: Oh, I've bet. I've heard it's just tenuous. Oh, I bet That's you mean, can. It's starting to split the fan base. There's there's a there's a local brewery in in Green Bay that has Crybaby 12 as one of the on tap lagers now. And then there's some that are like, have like the, you know, the signs that say we support Rodgers. You know, it's like, so I feel the fan base and the town starting to split, but hopefully like you said, there's less than a week until the start of it happens. Hopefully there'll just
0: will be a solution. Yep. That's all I'm looking for.
1: I just wanted to come out and say, if he's not going to play, cool. If he's not going to fine. say you're not coming because then say love you're setting it out. Right. So we can just move on. Don't play this far game
0: all it's right game
1: for all the great things the packers have done in my life boy there's a few they have just fucked with me in the head <laughs> <laughs> like it's so crazy <laughs> hey it, it happens it happens. <laughs> it happens what do you mean it happens what have you you've had adrian peterson and yeah Galvin he, cook adrian peterson beat his kids <laughs> Yeah, that's all you know about him. Yeah, I, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's my biggest controversy. I never,
0: ever would have thought Adrian Peterson would have left the Vikings. I didn't think so either. But at this point, man, he's still going. He's been on like two or three different teams since he left mm-hmm. the Vikings. Three: Saints, Redskins, Saints. Lions. Yeah, I really and then count possibly the a new one this year. So we'll have to see how that goes. We talk about that now or not yet? Uh, no. We'll move on from Rodgers into. Uh, some news that came out this week that the Steelers are signing uh, free agent edge rusher Melvin Gordon from the Chargers to a mm-hmm. one year deal. And usually this would just kind of be mentioned later in the show and the other news. But I wanted to mention it now just to give Cal a little bit of a shout out because I believe last week you predicted that in our free agent talk. Was maybe that last Two week? weeks ago? Uh, I, can't I think it was, it was
1: two or three episodes ago. But yeah, when we were talking about the best remaining free agents, cause it was before Richard Sherman's whole ordeal. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, you're correct. <laughs> But I said that uh, uh, Melvin Ingram Melvin Ingram I almost (laughs) called him Mark Ingram And I think I did that (laughs) On that episode too (laughs) (laughs) I thought that he would Go with the Colts Or the Chiefs Because they need Some edge rushers But I did say that The dark horse Was Pittsburgh Because Pittsburgh lost Bud Dupree Their Starting edge rusher Last year To free agency To the Titans And they've never Really filled it I don't Cause they drafted the running back in the first round and I don't know if they ever, I can't, I can't think if they actually, I think they did draft an edge rusher, but you know, it was, it was the second or third
0: round. Yeah. Yeah. They drafted and, a D end out of somewhere, but they drafted it was that guy,
1: It was the guy with the, like the funky name. I had him as a late first round pick in my mock
0: draft. It's like,
1: I can't remember he was the kid out like purdue or something yeah yeah Yeah. i can't remember but Uh, it was like round two
0: or three when uh, he got actually drafted
1: i can't remember his darn name it was it was something funky but um so they did they did draft him but i still thought they'd bring in a veteran edge rusher and pittsburgh brought him finally brought him in for a visit and didn't let him leave nope which i can't believe i can't believe malvin ingram sat that long i
0: Especially with how big of a need pass rusher is mm-hmm. in today's and league,
1: and with him too, he's such a high motor guy that just maybe limit his snaps and his playing time a little bit, he could okay. be a force all season Very solid. instead of only for a
0: few games because he just runs himself until he gets hurt. I mean, yeah, and you know, you put him across from T.J. Watt and put him with Cameron Jordan, or Cameron Hayward. Cameron sorry. Hayward Put him with Cameron Hayward in the middle. He'll really get to do some work. It'll be fun to see. But moving on past Melvin Gordon, and very, very sad news for any NFL fan, because this just really sucks to see. Los Angeles Rams running back Cam Akers, who is entering his sophomore season and really had a boom late in his freshman season last year, uh, had a heartbreaking injury and tore his Achilles, as we mentioned earlier, just one week before training camp starts on the 27th. And is expected to miss the entire season because of that. And man, does that suck. That is so sad to see. I was really high on Cam Akers last year. He was just so fast. He was so fun to watch. And though he didn't get a ton of snaps or play time in the beginning of the year, once he, the there, once he got his he, chance, he took it. He was going to be the starter. And he, he ran really away gonna... with it. And he, he was going to. I planned on drafting him. I know this is kind of not really rude, for lack of a better term. But to talk about fantasy, but I totally planned on drafting him fantasy wise. So now I'm going to have to mess around with my running backs a little bit. But it is just sad to see overall fantasy and real life. Oh, an
1: Achilles injury. That's a tough one for a running back. Some of those guys, boy, like Kobe blew out his Achilles, and he was never the same. He was never able to really return from that. I'm trying to think who was the other one that blew out their Achilles? Uh, Isaiah Thomas? Basketball players that blow out As their Achilles say, are almost just it done. Must be, They're yeah. almost damn near yeah. career enders. Um, but for running backs, too, I imagine that's just got to be right about the same. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a season ending injury automatically when you blow out your Achilles. It's the Achilles heel. Yeah. A little muscle behind the, on Whoa. top of the heel. I can't imagine that
0: just blowing up. Yeah, that's nasty. Like, that just dude. sounds painful. Like, oh, that's awful. Man. And this with the workload they put on their legs. One of my no friends that did.
1: happened to, my friend Eric, he blew out his Achilles, and he, he was pushing a car, and it happened. Yeah. He said, it's just like a fire starts in your foot. He said, suddenly he just started having this, he felt a pop, and like this burning started in his, like in his heel, and it just got to the point where it felt like there was flames inside of his freaking heel.
0: Oh my God. I was God. like, oh God. I, yeah, I, I, can't. I I couldn't even imagine, oh. bro. It would suck so bad. So, so that one's obviously going to take a little while to come back from. So, sending if at up, all. sending up some prayer for Cam Akers. We of yeah. course hope the best for him. Callan remembers. I was super high on Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to see him. Luckily, medical advancement maybe can make it so they're not it's not such a devastating injury. And he's so young. Injury. He was only entering his sophomore season, which could also mess with him being so young. But it also is in his favor because he has much more time to kind of gain back that. Mm-hmm that strength and skill that you need.
1: So that just leaves the Rams with Darrell Henderson then, which is and very
0: interesting. I don't only have a couple other about. guys.
1: They drafted someone last year, someone this year, but I mean, uh, James Funk. James Funk, yeah.
0: Yep. And, um, time to get funky in I, LA, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's Depending on how Daryl Henderson does, who don't get me wrong, I really he like Daryl Henderson. Did good, he was, but who knows if he can be that number one right. back? I think Akers was looking more like that number one
1: back. Darrell Henderson had been in 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 uh, L A for a while now. Yeah, Cam Akers, right at the end of the season there, weeks. Oh, he was taking fourteen, over. fifteen, sixteen. Started showing that. Yep, this is the lead guy. He led the team in rushing in that playoff game against against the Bears. Yeah. You guys didn't, yeah, it was the
0: Bears that made the playoffs, right? No, they went against the Saints. The Saints, yeah. The Rams had the Seahawks. Rams had Seahawks. Yes. Yep. And he pretty much carried that team because their quarterback That's that right. game was John Wolford, I believe. Oh, yeah! Because Jared Goff was out. And then the he, John Wolford game. Yep. So he pretty much, along with the defense, of course, single-handedly carried that and team I think and Russell Wilson to a
1: win. Was, was hurt, too. So we thought it was might be the John Wolford versus... Uh, I don't even know who their uh, backup is. Geno Smith. Game. Geno Smith, yep. That would have been a <laughs> hell of a right play. up being it Wilson, been...
0: but Cam Akers was the star of that game. He's... He took over, dude. He he won that game. He sure helped against you guys, too. They almost upsetted you guys mm-hmm. in that divisional round. Yep. It was real close for a while there. So, yeah. uh, best of luck to him and his recovery. I really hope to see him get better. So, I think then, I know McVeigh said
1: they're not going to, but they got to sign a running back now, right? Probably a veteran guy, right? I would say so. And yeah. who is on the market? It would be a perfect fit, but Todd Gurley. Hmm. I mean, wouldn't that just be fitting? It's funny to see things come full circle. You have Darrell Henderson be the starter now. Limit Gurley's snaps. Limit his playing time. I mean, you know, w- not not run him into the ground. Like it would be fun to see because it might be good. Familiar with the offense. And then, if you want to talk about familiarity, someone familiar with the quarterback Matthew Stafford, Adrian Peterson, also still on the free agent market, who is still training, ready to go, and still in his mind is number one running back in the NFL, which just shows how crazy of an SLB that guy is. Which
0: in some games with those teams, he's going to be the next Frank Gore. He'll just the keep Lions, playing
1: because he doesn't know what else to do. He
0: played like a number one running back and anytime sometime.
1: he plays the Packers,
0: that seems to be fun for him. So... <laughs> Adrian Peterson has had the Packers number since we drafted since him in 08. I was... swear he's
1: had a touchdown against the Packers in every game that he's played against us. At least. It's just a Vikings running back thing. Cause yeah. So is Dalvin. So Right. But I think Adrian Peterson in LA would be really cool with Stafford there, so you got that little bit of the you know Yeah the quarterback, be fun quarterback to see. connection there and same thing. You can limit his playing time. I mean not saying you know, to the point where the Saints did where you piss him off and he wants to leave, but if you're able to limit it, you know, say you're gonna have this many snaps, this this drive, this many the and maybe he earns more or maybe, you know. Definitely Anderson gets hurt. I would sure want Adrian Peterson or Todd Gurley
0: as and then that's- emergency option. Throwing a veteran running back into that stew would definitely help. With a guy like Daryl Henderson, who's not quite a veteran, but not quite you young. The other
1: rookies. And then you, you get, get to jump James in Funk. with James Funk, who can get and, some uh, snaps. I can't remember who they
0: drafted it'll, this year, but they did draft it'll someone. It'll be good to see what they can do. It's Of course, it's a heartbreaking loss, but I mean, it's definitely a team that and can jump back from that.
1: For the Pittsburgh guys, they they drafted Buddy Johnson out of a and I was thinking of the wrong player. Oh okay. So that was, the, that was yeah. their offense. I knew they drafted an outside linebacker, but I just got mixed up on which one. Oh, you're talking about that? Okay. we're Back to the Steelers. I, I looked it up because it was bothering me who they drafted, and I couldn't remember, and I wanted to give the right name. Oh yeah, that makes but, a little more sense. Yeah. When you so, said that, I was like, huh? But I'm I'm so still, I still, yeah, I I still don't know what the other
0: guy's name is. But the guy yeah. the Steelers drafted was Buddy Johnson. <laughs> All right, Well, we'll have to see what they do there in LA prayers up for Cam Akers because I hope to see him come back strong as ever. But moving on past that, I saw in a tweet recently, I believe it was in like a 3M sponsored celebrity golf tournament. They were doing foursome celebrity teams and I saw Josh Dumel and Larry Fitzgerald on a team together, which for those of you who don't know who Josh Dumel is, he's kind of a, I'd say about a B-list actor at this point, maybe A-list earlier like in the early 2010s and late 2000s but he is a open huge vikings fan he has been for a while he's blown the uh Gallyhorn to start the game many a times i've seen so him and Fitz together kind of makes me think larry fitzgerald might actually be coming to the vikings because you know him as a vikings fan he's there mm-hmm. with larry fitzgerald he's talking in his ear the whole time he's saying hey we're looking for a wide receiver three right now so it, maybe, maybe, I didn't really think it happened, but after seeing that, we'll have to see where that goes.
1: You're not looking for wide receiver three. I don't know why you have this focus that you're looking for wide receiver three. It's Irv Smith. The way he was talking, those numbers are what a wide receiver three would
0: put up. I I completely agree with you. I'm not going to argue and, that at and, all, but and I'm just my only... Conklin's
1: going to be your main tight end, and it's... He's only going to run, be a blocking tight end, and be a safety valve. Yeah, he's not going to have to run routes. He's not going
0: to have to beat linebackers and safeties. Irv yeah. Smith is your is going to be your you mean secondary tight end. Oh, you think Conklin's going to be our starting tight end, and Irv Smith's literally going to move to right. the slot? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're going to have him
1: as tight end still. Ooh, see, in the position I don't. Because we
0: run way too much true to tight end, like seven men on the line. No tight end. Tight. Gary Kubiak ran that. Oh, that's a good point. That is a solid point. I didn't think about that. Gary Kubiak ran seven man on the line tight ends. I I always like that though. With how, how much we run, I liked having seven guys up right back there on the line.
1: Right, but I think you're going more past then, obviously. You're trying if it's Clint's offense now, he grew up in a spread offense Madden style league.
0: I, again, I have no arguments. I completely agree. But when you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield, I don't see how you go away from the run game. No, that's that's, that's, that's my Mike only argument with that. He had he had Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott, and oh. had career worst years with him. So. Oh, Mike Mike McCarthy is in a league of his own over there. <laughs> you can't compare anybody to Mike McCarthy. But all I'm saying is. I love the two tight end set. And even if we had Irv play some slot with how quick he is and his size, I would not mind that at all. But no matter how you look at it, you're going to want to run some sets with three wide receivers on the field. Right. Three, no, tr- those three are the true wide receivers. Pieces. You do both. And then if you, you take, want. You take some
1: of Gary's offense, and you still can move Irv Smith back to that tight end spot over here with Conklin on the left side, and you do have seven men up front but I think a majority is going to be with him split out and Conklin as your main tight end. And he's still moving back with Smith-Marset, Don Beebe, uh,
0: O.B.C. Johnson. O.B.C. Johnson. I, and you know... That actually worked great for Fitz. <laughs> that's just a plus for Fitz because then he comes in or at the age of fits Yeah. At the age of thirty-eight, he only a, gets half the snaps, but he a gets targeted. When wide he gets receiver those snaps.
1: possession, wide receiver three, four
0: possession receiver. Obviously, I mean, we put him in there on second and three, third and three, when we just need four yards, and you yeah. know he's gonna beat that man with pure that's route That's terrifying. Running. That dude has dropped more passes in his career.
1: That Laquan Treadwell dropped in one quarter.
0: That is not an exaggeration. I watched a video the other day and it was literally (laughs) one of those stupid like deep into YouTube like when you've been watching for two hours and you're (laughs) getting the most random stuff and it was a compilation of every drop in Larry Fitzgerald's career and I'm pretty sure it was like 30 seconds. It was like a four second video. Yeah Yeah. because it was I think there's like they showed whole plays and like even some pre-play stuff. And I think there's only like three or four plays in there. Larry Fitzgerald has more career tackles than he has drops. I'm like 99% sure. I'm almost positive you are right on that. I think
1: he has seven or eight tackles and like four drops, five drops? I want to say it's four or five. In his career, yeah. And like I said, Treadwell did that, I'm pretty sure, on in one that drive. one game
0: against the in Packers, In one drive, he had two I think drives. he had three he drops. Had, he had a drive where he had two drops. Yeah. One of them led you to an interception. <laughs> Which just goes to show how freaking amazing Larry Fitz is. It's just insane, dude. And he's 38, he's been in the league yeah, like 19 years, I yeah. want to say. So
1: I remember playing with him on NCAA Football 18. 2003, playing with Pitt. Only because Larry Fitzgerald was the wide receiver, you could you just if you created a, a superstar and made a quarterback, it was easy. All you did was yeah, just Fitzgerald, throw it to him. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't remember who the quarterback was for Pitt at the time, but most of the time I remember creating a quarterback, maxing out his stats, and just being like yes because yeah. you had the number one wide receiver in college football. Not anything yeah. else that I remember. I think LaShawn McCoy is my same time he went to pit also but
0: so moral of the story is i would love to sign Fitz. he has too many connections in minnesota he fits way too well in this new style offense that we're moving into just being that subliminal guy and getting his reps when he needs them but i would like to also mention that another guy who i've seen very few but some people rumoring to the vikings is andy isabella who is currently a slot receiver for the arizona cardinals coming to minnesota in a trade and I'll be honest, I don't like this near as much as I like Fitzgerald coming and being that wide receiver three guy. But man, is Isabella fast! So it'd kind of be fun to have that super speed slot guy that we've never really had. But I also don't know how well that would work because I think in a year or two, Ishmir Smith Marset is going to develop, and he wasn't much slower than and eh. he wasn't much slower than Isabella was on his pro day. So. It'd be fun for a year just to see that speedy slot guy yeah. before Smith-Marset stepped in, but he, I don't think it's worth a trade. He seems to get, be getting phased out down there with D-Hop, well, they, and then they signed A.J. Green. They drafted Christian Kirk. They have like, Christian Kirk. They drafted Rondell Moore more recently. Drafted Rondell Moore. Which is really that. kind of the nail in his coffin yeah. is what it seemed like. So I don't know. I, I think I love your idea. Like I said, I'm not going to argue it. I think Irv would be great as a just... Either way, as a slot guy or as a true two tight end set. Even you can do both. That's but what I, I think saying. I able, think, you have both in your, in your book there. You need to have at least one elite wide receiver on your team. One decent receiver and one good slot receiver on your team no matter what. And at this age, Fitz might work into that slot receiver guy because he doesn't quite have the speed. But like I said, on those certain shorts... When, we, when the run is so obvious, so as a Vikings fan watching last year, I cannot even count how many times we got stopped on a third and one with Dalvin Cook. And you might say, but Dalvin Cook is good. How do you not get it? Well, we got stopped because defense. it's so obvious no. that we are running it on third they and send one. They
1: sent the suicide blitz and
0: all 11 crash the line. You're not going anywhere. You run a spread on third and one with Irv, and then you got at least two receivers probably three receivers out there in a single backfield set with Dalvin Cook that opens up so many possibilities that the defense could not pick one when you have to block Justin Jefferson on the outside you have to worry about Irv Smith in the middle at tight end and you have to worry about Larry Fitzgerald getting that quick two yard slant route and worry about Dalvin Cook getting an HB dive up the middle I don't know how you stop people on one or an offense like that on one yard. You guys having
1: a slot bar receiver that can catch this is one of my worst fears. Because it's something have, we've if never you could have. Have had one. You would have won probably at least seven or eight more games. <laughs> Just In over 2016, time. 2016. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. The last great slot receiver for the Vikings that I can remember is Jake Reed.
0: See, that's even too, way too far back for me. Time. Yep.
1: He played with Randy Moss and Randall Cunningham and. And uh, Chris Carter and Robert Smith, he was with those guys. Yep, and yeah. my And this, he was the wide receiver three. He was the first, he was an early slot guy. He was kind of almost a little bit before his He's time. Before his time. Mm-hmm. But he was really good. Yeah. And he'd be even better in today's NFL.
0: In today's NFL, you need a slot receiver. That's just so many air-raid offenses. And I'll finish off my little rant with this, but... This works so perfectly if you pick up Larry Fitzgerald because you put Fitzgerald at that slot for probably one year. One, maybe two years is all he really has left in the tank. And you let Smith-Marset be that wide receiver four gadget guy and run jet sweeps and stuff with him. And then as soon as Fitzgerald's gone and Smith-Marset is kind of more uh, developed and knows the offense better, he is gonna move into that slot receiver position and he is going to tear the league up in two or three years once he moves into that true slot position. And I cannot wait if for that. If he can develop, he showed flashes at Iowa. He really, really did. 100% he showed flashes. Mm-hmm. He also showed flips, which ended up being his downfall at Iowa. Oh. For those of you who don't know... Hey, it's, he his, won.
1: It's I blame Tyreek Hill.
0: Smith-Marset, his senior year at Iowa, did a flip after like a really good play, like a 40-yard touchdown was into it? the end zone. Wait, I can't remember. It was either a kick return or like
1: a 60-yard pass. It was an amazing was a play a by smith Yeah,
0: And he did a front flip into the end zone in... Like Tyreek El- like Tyreek Hill did the previous week when he did that flip. What did he do? What was his injury? I can't remember. Uh, ankle. He broke. It- oh yeah, he didn't break. He's- he, like, fractured an ankle or something. Yeah, he didn't break it, but he, it, when he landed, it bent. But that wiped him out for the entirety of his the senior rest of, season. It was like a high ankle sprain, and I, I think, is what he got. I know this sounds messed up, but I'm not complaining about that because I feel like that's one of the only reasons he fell to us in the fifth round. Yeah, Might have been. Because... I think if he, even with Petrus, the Iowa Hawkeyes quarterback, I think he has more than a good enough season to co- continue mm-hmm. and make a third round run and maybe would be my Pinterest. guess he was put in a bad situation he, he didn't do too hot to start
1: and towards the end there he really started getting better and you could see
0: it'll be fun to see him this now year. he's
1: had a full off season to work and and get some in hell they basically we're just like all right guys start your college football season yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like oh
0: well we've only had nate stanley as our quarterback the last four years so man covid he, with COVID and all that, he really did know. get thrown into a crappy he, situation. That might have
1: been literally the closest thing to being literally thrown in the fire because there was no workouts, there was
0: no off-season program. But, hey, when you get thrown into trial by fire, you either become a bust or a superstar. Right? That's what, where you what get we got, what,
1: did we, what did Iowa start? 0 oh, 2 and then won their last six?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so... You're borderline ranked for a little bit yeah. there. So. Yeah, and,
1: and our two losses were by a combined... They're all
0: close, yeah. Four points, or six points, something like that. So, yeah. So if you want to see some good football, Big Ten Iowa Hawkeye football might Big be. Big Ten football this year.
1: in general has always been the top college football to watch.
0: For you people who say the NFL doesn't play defense anymore, just like the NBA, you want to see some defense? Go watch some Big Ten football. Mm-hmm. You'll find some defense. Very
1: little, very few high-scoring games there much more hard-nosed
0: classic football yep and it's good to see sometimes because mm-hmm. i i'm a little younger so i personally prefer the nfl and the kind of higher scoring over college but when watching the nfl so much it's definitely nice to go back to big 10 and watch traditionalists some football. and real
1: real lovers of the game like that more hard school you know
0: hard-nosed style of- yeah, the 14 17-10. I, I definitely don't complain when I get to see even, it.
1: Even 24-17 is starting to become more like a hard-nosed, hard-fought game. Yep. Like,
0: I, I know we've talked about it before, but we won't get into it. But one of the best games, college, NFL, whatever, one of the best football games I've ever watched was that Iowa-Penn State game when they s- still had Saquon Barkley, so it must have been 2017. One of the greatest games ever. We ended up losing, but it was still it such a the game, game. was amid the back and forth, the performances by uh,
1: Akram Wadley, by uh, Nate Stanley, by Trace McSorley,
0: by Saquon Barkley, Josie Jewell. Man, it was a hell all the guys. <laughs> One of the best games I've ever seen. But so my Great my bold around. my bold prediction for the week: Larry Fitzgerald to the Vikings. Let's do it! I can't wait to see it. So, moving on past that, uh, we just got some other news to talk about for the, this week. Saints defensive tackle David Onyemata, I believe it is pronounced, was suspended for six games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. And at first, I kind of thought, damn, six games when I first read that. But when you think about it, they got to crack down on those PEDs. Yeah, they, so. uh,
1: PEDs is probably about the worst thing you can do outside of, um, you know, like, punching her wife in an elevator now (laughs) Uh, really that's the first that's the first offense peds they don't ever since baseball and all that the steroid thing they nfl doesn't want anything to do with getting caught with peds and ped users six games is the first offense bam right off the bat
0: do you think when they were deciding what punishment to give ray rice for knocking his wife out in the elevator one guy looked at roger goodell and went hey but he's never done PEDs. Roger Goodell was like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that, that's, that's looking good for him.
1: Well, yeah, because you know, remember, at first it was two weeks. Do you remember that? I forgot they about They had to that. change the suspension. Dude, Ray Rice is COVID. At first it was two weeks, and people flipped. They were like, two weeks? Because she was knocked out any her out of that elevator. He like, did drag her out of that elevator. I forgot about that yeah. part and then yeah so there was huge backlash and they were like all right he's suspended for the season And it's like oh whoa
0: okay. oh my god dude ray rice is covid yeah covid they said it'd be one week and it was one year ray rice they said it'd be two weeks and it was his whole career ray rice equals covid it was who an, knew it? it was an omen it was a bad omen <laughs> so ray rice started covid he, he 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 did it before it was cool was ray COVID rice did before, the covid thing before, before it was, it was cool <laughs> okay, well, moving past Ray Rice and David Animata, who was actually the start of that, ironically, um, the Las Vegas Raiders president Mark Battian resigned as the president of the Raiders on Wednesday, and kind of a shocker. No one really saw that yeah, coming. I still
1: thought the president was Al Davis. I, I mean, thought Al Davis is dead. I just figured he was forever. Pregnant. I thought the owner the was Raiders. the
0: president, whatever his name is, Mark. Al Davis. No, the guy with the ridiculous hair. Yeah, is that Al Davis? Well,
1: that's his son, Mark Davis.
0: Mark, Mark yeah. Davis. Yeah, but yeah. Okay.
1: Al Davis. He's still alive somewhere. He's like, he's like Elvis and all those like really famous people. You know, <laughs> he they never died. The, he just they went got home. the ageless serum. They listened to me and found the fountain of youth, and they're on an island somewhere, just being preserved.
0: Being preserved. That's <laughs> such a such a weird way to think about it. <laughs> they're all just sitting there together and like but our cryo chambers cryo chambers just
1: just living life fine being serve food and grapes that's disgusting
0: okay well moving on past that moving on past the weird cryo chamber talk uh the 49ers and middle linebacker fred warner have agreed to a five-year extension worth 95 million dollars with 40.5 of that being guaranteed and now that Fred Warner started that, I feel like there's going to be a wave he's of linebackers signing. Second signings.
1: line, big linebacker to sign, big young linebacker. That one draft class had a it's ton insane, of dude. linebacker talent. I
0: think it's 18. So they'll still have so
1: Darius Leonard's going to smash the record and break the bank. Darius, Leonard's he's going to be the last so one to sign yeah. because Eric. he's going to want to see where everyone else does because he is by far one of the top. Youngest, best linebackers in the NFL. Only maybe Bobby Wagner might be better as a middle linebacker right now.
0: He's not quite as young, though. No, no, Wagner is is a big thing anymore. He's much more
1: of a veteran presence.
0: Another guy I think is going to get a big extension soon is Eric Kendricks. I believe not this year, but next year he will be a free agent. So I think he's going to get, or sorry, let me re say that. I don't think next year he'll be a free agent, but the year after. So I could see him getting a huge extension. This next, season. next offseason, yeah. yes. After you has, because Anthony Barr is just playing out his contract, right? I believe so. Yeah, I. Th- well, think at you least i guys mutually I think have so. agreed that's... to like,
1: just be like, yep, we'll play this out, and with all of his in- separate ways, with it's all of like, his injury wow, problems,
0: that's... I don't see us re-signing him, especially with the guys we've drafted behind him. I think Troy Dai is going to be good coming up here soon. His
1: injury problems are his own fault for bad juju. Yeah, when yeah. he hurt Rodgers, not only hurt Rodgers, oh, but pointed yeah. and laughed at him.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. Made fun of him and ruined my air trip to Minneapolis. Anthony Barr gets hurt because Aaron Rodgers has a bad collarbone. Okay, yeah, he heard him let's right in front that. of me. I saw it. He laid on him. So did Shea. McQu- oh, and then Shay McQuillan got what? literally like exiled from the league. Exactly. And Anthony Barr is next. Start up the Illuminati confirmed music. because that's what it is. Anthony Barr is out. Eric Kendricks is a good boy. He, he doesn't I mean, touch Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Rodgers, actually, our final little piece of news is former Green Bay defensive tackle Mike Daniels, who is now a part of the Cincinnati Bengals, called Joe Burrow a, and I quote, baby Aaron Rodgers, which is fun to see. Well, Mike Daniels has only played for
1: the Packers besides the Bengals so he's only had one other quarterback and that is Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow is younger unless you want to count like college when he played for like what Ricky Stanzi or Jake Christensen oh yeah another
0: Iowa boy yeah
1: so uh I guess (laughs) you know we don't really have much else to compare to except for the greatest quarterback of all time then I could
0: see where you'd call him a young yeah pretty much the only thing I see with it is you just got to talk up your quarterback, no and matter that's what how position it you be. play. Yeah. Which, I mean, and he's not wrong. Joe Burrow does really remind me of Aaron Rodgers. He he's accurate. He's year. smart. He doesn't always run, but he's really good at it when he needs to. So, I agree. I agree, Mike Daniels. He's going to be Joe a baby Aaron Rodgers. Joe Burrow is Culkin. Joe Burrow. He's, he's the love child of Macaulay Culkin and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he's got the skill. Macaulay Culkin was actually Rodgers secret gay lover oh back in the
1: early 2010s that he the roommate that always kept moving out and did we just solve a long time mystery
0: oh yeah oh yeah that's what it is baby oh yeah it's all coming together okay well that'll be it for this episode Thank you all so much for watching. And actually, before we go, we should mention that there will not oh, be yes. an episode next week. We will
1: be skipping next week since we are still technologically illiterate and can't figure out how to do live shows. But we will be in Green Bay, Wisconsin next week for training camp all week. Uh, I have tickets to the owner's meeting on Monday, July twenty sixth. So we will be attending the shareholders meeting, which will be just quite an experience. I've never been to one. I've uh, been to training camps before, but never the shareholders meeting. Um, so that'll be fun. It'll, I'll get first-hand view on if 12 is there. I can report from Twitter live. <laughs> at least there, if 12 is there, I'll be scouring the town, checking all the sleazy motels, looking for him and Shailene. We now will- that I know that she's a sick girl from the Fault in Our Stars, I know what to look for. <laughs> you <laughs> so, didn't even know that she I didn't know like... that was her. I had well, no Well, no,
0: was... not that that was her. You didn't even know what she looked like? Uh, kind of, but now I really know. Like, <laughs> Okay, well, so yeah, we will find Aaron Rodgers. Yep, that's what we're doing next if he week. Is so in Green Bay.
1: Next week, we are going on a hunt for Aaron Rodgers. We are going to hand deliver him to Green Bay, much to Bubba's dismay. But yep, he has agreed to help me. and then uh so we will skip next
0: week and be back the following week with our report and findings Yep. So Cal will be in Green Bay, nervously awaiting if Rogers is going to be there, and I will be in Green Bay, decked out head to toe in Viking stuff. So that's why there will be no episode next week. <laughs> yes, he
1: will be in jail, and I don't know how to run the computer and all. This, so <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that is most likely. That is why scenario. we cannot do it live from training camp. <laughs> but one day, hopefully, we'll get our equipment all figured out enough to where we could do that. Because it'd be cool to do
0: a live show. Yes, definitely. One day we'll get there. we're just we'll find out we're just not big enough yet but with all your fans help we can get there yep when we will actually have one viewer on our live show we'll do a live live one so thank you so much for listening this week though and Mm -hmm. we hope to see you not next week but the week after that of course because we will be back but until then do not forget for the rest
1: of the week and from there on after to eat the w